morning, team. Monday morning. I looked at the weather forecast. It said deep and crisp and even and frosty. Well, I don't think it was like that at all this morning. I walked out. It was quite lovely. It was quite lovely. Bright with sunshine, much of the morning, and it's going to be 13 degrees. Similar to yesterday. For the life of me, I can't remember what yesterday was. What was yesterday like? It was nice. And the morning, actually, it was bright in the morning. I remember that. And then there was the boat race. Well, we worked wonders on the boat race, didn't we? Because we recommended a couple of locations for you to go down to, uh, which were secret locations. Unfortunately, I'd underestimated the power of the Steve Allen audience uh, for the simple reason that uh, Sandra says, I've just seen the start of the boat race from Bishop's Park, my local, where I walk the dog twice a day. Well, well, she says, the secret is out. You have many hundreds of listeners who wait on your every word as it was packed. I did manage to see the start standing on tippy toes. The only one not very happy, my little dog Sooty, who couldn't have his usual run around as his park was packed with Steve Allen listeners. Absolutely solid. And the strange thing is that um, I, um, I got that tip from the lady who organises the boat race. She was the one who, who gave me the tip of the two parks. So now, of course, it's full of LBC. Actually, the, the good news there was that they had loads of entertainment and stuff like that. So I'm glad you all went down there. I'm glad you had a, a great date, which is nice. You won't believe this this morning. I come in today. I come in today. And they go, you, you have a how low. I said, oh, right, yeah, I'm quite quite used to doing my how lows now, you know, with televisions for 10p and Dell computers for 5p and 7p and stuff like that. Except in Noreen's case, and she got a bit carried away. She had a go at the how low the other day. And uh, unfortunately, she, she typed in 88821 as her bid. £888.21. So quite clearly the computer went, you've got a unique bid. She said, I can't be that daft. She said, because a short while later it texted me back going, somebody else has just got that bid, so you don't have a unique bid anymore. So somebody else put in £888.21. pence. Will you stop it? The one today, and it runs until Friday, which is going to be the 3rd of April. We must have raided people's piggy banks for this one, because it's £5,000 £5,000. With a country in the grip of a recession, this could give you a fantastic boost. I'd have seen you for a few months, wouldn't it, if you were looking for a job uh, or you just want to treat yourself or failing that, you just want to put something away for a rainy day. Not in the bank, but under the bed, I think, would probably be safer in this case. So £5,000. And the good news is, on this programme this morning, because we lead in the how lows, we're doing a bog off. In other words, buy one, get one free. Now, £5,000 could go for pennies. In fact, the chances are it will go for pennies. Lowest unique bid will win. But uh, this morning, and only on this programme, between now and seven, it's buy one, get one free. So for every bid you make, give you the second one for free. Make ten bids, give you ten free bids. Make fifty bids, I'll give you fifty free bids. It's as simple as that. You've got to be quick. All the free bids must be used by 7am this morning. So I'm giving my, my bit to you. Uh, they've, they've decided the Steve Allen show is the one that does the how lows. So, and you love it. I can tell by your texts and your emails that you absolutely get into it. And we have people winning every day. So £5,000. Auction closes, excuse me, at 6pm this Friday. And what you do is you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. Don't, don't, don't bid... £888.21, because it won't get you anywhere at all. £5,000 will go... £5,000 will go very cheaply. So you text LBC, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble 821. So LBC, then your bid in pence, and then treble 821. Every second bid is free, but only between now and seven. Bids cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm on Friday the 3rd of April. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions.
Somebody wrote in to me, I assume they'd been drinking, saying that there was no, no gambling in the United Arab Emirates. Go online and check out how many casinos they've got in the United Arab Emirates. You can't move for them. Raj in High Wickham says, I notice some shops you have to ask twice before you get a carrier bag. I don't know. It's not the case of asking twice. It's when you're standing there and I've been in a shop and you've got seven or eight items and, and they go, would you like a carrier bag? And I always want to say, no, I'll stick it in my pocket. Of course I want a carrier bag. Oh, dear, honestly. You think that, I mean, all this saving the planet rubbish, I'm not remotely into that. You know, let's turn a few lights off. Nope, nope, let's have them blazing. So I've got all the lights on purposefully. You know, just to really annoy somebody somewhere, which is good news. Uh, 84850, steve at We'll weave all your texts and emails into the programme between now and seven. Barbara says, just want to say how much I enjoyed the programme with Rick Wakeman. I'm looking forward to the concert. Hampton Court Palace, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. God, that's going to be a cracking one there. 70-piece orchestra, 50-strong choir, uh, all the entertainment will be Tudor. You know, within Hampton Court... I mean, it just sounds absolutely fantastic, doesn't it? Uh, Noreen's very excited as well, because uh, after hearing that uh, over-60s now, and I think over-60s and under-16s can get free swimming at the local pools, they've decided to not charge. It's part of a big government scheme. You need to check and find out if your pool is one of those that uh, have decided to make it free. She says, I'm going down this week to sign in. Starts 1st of April. That's in St Albans. Good for you. Good for you. Actually, swimming is very good for you. If I had enough money, I would... uh, if I won the uh, how low, I'd put in a small pool. Because you know you put in a pool now that's got... It's, it's like a wave machine underneath. And so you swim against it. So in other words, you don't need a big pool. You could, you could put in a pool half the size of the studio. And you know if you've been onto YouTube, you can see what the studio looks like. Half the size of the studio. And because it's got this thing, you're swimming against the current. So it's as good as if you've got a normal-sized pool. It's good, isn't it? I'm a bit worried about a recent survey. Andy pointed this out to me upstairs. In a recent survey... More than half of Britons think the countryside is boring. Many are unable to identify common animals and plants. A third of people who were asked in this survey uh, have said they never even considered visiting the British countryside. (laughs) Uh, The survey found, wait, wait for this one, 44% couldn't identify an oak tree, 83% failed to recognise a bluebell, and amazingly, one in ten adults couldn't identify a sheep. I can only assume there's some terminally stupid people out there. I didn't believe a word of it. And when they were shown a picture of a stag, 12% of adults identified it incorrectly as a reindeer. I mean, there's no hope, is there? What's that over there? It's a reindeer. Right. Um, and what do you think that is? I don't know. Horse? Cow? No, no, it's a sheep. Really? Good Lord. No idea. <laughs> you sometimes look at these surveys and you think, they must, they must pick on deliberate... Oh, good news, yes, I forgot to mention. I knew I forgot to mention something to you. Apparently, next year, they're axing the Jeremy Kyle show. Apparently, February, they said it's going to be axed. I thought, no, I can't believe it. Perhaps somebody's just put it in there to make my day go much better. But they said they were going to... Because we, we've axed Trisha, because, frankly, we don't want any more of this pond life appearing on the television. And I've decided anything that turns up with hoop earrings or a tracksuit or anything that looks like it's vaguely wearing hair extensions, I don't want it on a television programme. So it's it's fantastic. You know, we don't any of it. And if they axe the Jeremy Kyle show, I mean, that would just about make my day. That will absolutely... Do you know, I will go out and celebrate with a small Vimto. I love that idea. Love it. 84850, steve at According to the Daily Star this morning, so take this one with a very, very large pinch of salt, Michael Jackson is going to be at Jade's funeral. <laughs> right. For what reason? 
What reason? Apparently, Jacko became friends with the reality TV star. What a lie. He never became friends with the reality TV star. It's just lies, 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 and then the Daily Star. Uh, Apparently, Jordan's not going to be welcome after her comments. So that's good, isn't it? I should imagine Jordan's really worried about that one. However, nice to see old Jack Tweed enjoying himself out there the other day playing football with his brother. He tried to pull his brother's shorts down, and it was... So he's, he's getting over it in his own way. So that's, that's good, isn't it, really? Oh, God, here it is. Tracksuit babe from hell. Yes, Colleen Rooney. <laughs> there she is. The singing chipmunk knot. Lives in those tracksuits. My God, it's a shame. All this designer clothing, and you're just as happy, aren't you? Shopping in Primark, you know, clutching your supersized Cokes. And uh, actually, she's put on quite a bit of weight after we had the DVD. She's kind of like the same shape all the way down now, which is good news. And, uh, and she's expecting a baby. Once we find out who the father is, we'll be able to sort of, you know, sort it out. We're all hoping, of course, it's Wayne, which, of course, it's bound to be. Now, come on, what are the odds of it being the best-looking baby in the world? What do you reckon? You know what people are going to say? They're going to go, Wayne Rooney is not attractive. What sort of baby will it be? Because all mothers go, very attractive child. Well, where do, where do unattractive adults come from if every baby is gorgeous? It doesn't work, does it? It's like all brides are beautiful. And they go, Right. Well, that's the best you're ever going to look. It's like being made up for a television programme. Every time you go on a television programme, they've got professional makeup artists and they make you up and you look brilliant. For some reason, on certain television programmes, they don't seem to want to make you up. Because you look at the Jeremy Kyle and you look at Trisha and you think to yourself, that can't be the best these people could look. It can't be. Please tell me. Please tell me. It's like the other day, we were all, we were all working out... Who's going to be covering for Fern? When Fern goes, who's going to get the job? And I think it's firmly come down on... What did we put on the blog yesterday? Oh, it's the woman who used to work with Philip Schofield before. It's definitely not going to go to Ruth. It's definitely not going to go to Mylene Class. It's definitely going to go to... I've completely forgotten this blooming woman's name now. But anyway, she, she's the front runner. She used to work with Philip on Going Live. And no, not Sarah Green. No, no, Sarah, oh, Sarah Green would be dreadful. She goes to the... No, she, Sarah Green goes to the same school as... Uh, Nanette Newman's daughter, whose name is... God, blimey, honestly, talk about having a senior moment. Emma Forbes. Emma Forbes, whose name I think is not to be mentioned in this building. But anyway, that's another story. (laughs) I might tell you that one a bit later on, actually. It didn't occur when we were here, it occurred before that. But uh, she could be the one to do it, because she's got that kind of approach. She's got the fern kind of thing. All the other ones are a bit false. You look at Ruth Langsford, Eamon Holmes's uh, soon-to-be wife, lucky girl. (laughs) <laughs> we all said. Um, and and I think she would be the best one. The others, are, they're, they're just too plastic. They're, they're just following a formula. It's like watching... Anne, that's why Anthea Turner isn't very good on television, because she looks false. You know, it's the smiley, smiley, Carol, smiley. You want somebody who's like Fern, who will sit there, and if she's feeling crap, she'll tell you she's feeling crap. You want somebody honest. You don't want somebody doing it. Oh, isn't it a glorious day outside? We all love everybody, because we don't in show business. Of, you, I'll tell you, if I could play you half the conversations I have with celebrities... You'd be abs- it would make the best programme ever. Because you ask a celebrity normally, you know, if, if it's in front of a live mic or television, so, did you like so-and-so? And they go, yes, I really enjoyed working with them. Privately, oh, I couldn't stand the cow. I'll tell you, that's, that's what it's like. So, at least with Fern, she's honest. You know, I know some people don't like her, but, I mean, I think she didn't do herself any favours with that gastric band. But the rest, of, I'd absolutely love her to pieces. But I think it could be Emma Forbes. Pretty certain Emma Forbes would be the one. Philip's worked with her before. They know each other, and I think it could be a winning combination. And thereby, I rest my case, my lad. It's 5.15.
News headlines. Eight people have been killed and several injured after a man opened fire at a nursing home in the US. Police shot and injured the gunman at Pine Lake Health and Rehab in the town of Carthage in North Carolina yesterday morning. At least 22 people have been killed and 132 others wounded in a World Cup football qualifying match on the Ivory Coast. It's understood fans without tickets smashed down a gate trampling other supporters. There are more recalls uh, for a review of MPs' expenses after Jackie Smith became involved in another expenses controversy. And Gordon Brown is beginning diplomatic work to get world leaders to agree a package of measures at the DG20 that will revive the ailing world economy. Oh, bloody mouthful this morning. Let's make it easy for ourselves. With the travel, Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. If you're here. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. I'm more worried about Jackie Smith's uh, husband, obviously not getting it, if he has to uh, borrow a couple of adult movies. We're desperate to try and find out what the titles are, because I think then the papers would have a field day. And you look at her and you think, well, quite clearly she's spending so much time in the House of Commons, he's obviously sitting at home thinking, I know, I think I'll get Kiss My Whip Out again. Or sort of, you know, <laughs> Bondage Masters and Mistresses from Hell. Be interesting to find out, wouldn't it, what sort of things he was, uh, he was actually getting, which then stupidly went down on expenses. I mean, a, a mistake, come on, a mistake anybody can make. It's like I never understand why young people think that they can go onto computers and access porn and their parents don't know about it. All the parents have got to do is just click on that little bar on the right-hand side that says history. It drops down. You can see every website they've ever visited. And all of a sudden you start saying to them, you shouldn't be visiting that site, you know. But you know what they do? They do it because then they see adults doing it. And people go, oh, isn't it funny? He, he bought a couple of pornos. And you think, no, it's not funny, actually. It's a bit sad. I did look at it the other day, and I did think maybe if I was sitting at home by myself. <laughs> anyway, the other thing, which of course is fairly controversial at the moment, is uh, is Madonna wandering around picking up, you know, the prettiest children she can possibly find. Uh, we don't. I always imagine in my mind, and I, I thought the other day, isn't it disgraceful that a woman with her amount of money, and she has got an extraordinary amount of money, just wants to adopt one child? Why not adopt the whole orphanage? Why not start your own? Why not do some bloody good? as opposed to going over there and going, um, I don't want you, you look as though you're an ill child, we'll have, uh, let's have a look at the pretty one there, bring, bring the pretty one forward, uh, bandy legs, okay, bring the other pretty, and that's what she's doing, she's doing selection. It's not fair and it's not nice, it's a case of, I'm going to give you a better life, the rest of you, well, you can just, just sit in the corner and die as far as I'm concerned. Why not buy a whole orphanage? Why not, why not put all your money in? For the sake of... And it must be tax deductible. A quarter of a million pounds a year in Malawi, she could look after... Hundreds, if not thousands, of children. Hundreds, if not thousands. But no, she goes over there, and she was taking her, her daughter around. And this is, these are little black people, and we'll have... We'll have should we have one? It becomes like a designer. It becomes like... She's only picking the healthy ones. There are children over in this orphanage who have got AIDS and who are dying. They're the ones who... No, no, we don't... No, no, don't want you. Heavens above. I'm Madonna. I want somebody who's going to look attractive next to me. In fact, it is. The whole thing looks like Adina in Absolutely Fabulous again, doesn't it? Let's, let's do some things for little black children, shall we? Never get away with it over here. Never get away with it over here. You can't just go out and pick out a child. She does fund a charity, does she, out there? Yeah, but she, it's not... Is it an orphanage? Yeah. But you see, why, why pick one child out when you can look after thousands? It's just... I don't think she does look after thousands. I don't think she does. I don't think she does. Why, why take one child when you can have an orphanage called the Madonna Orphanage or something like that and have hundreds of children? And that way, it, you know, it, it looks even better, doesn't it? And you go out there and then celebrity friends can go. And more, most of these children then get a better life. Not just one. 
who's going to, you know, I mean, I don't know whether or not you're aware of the way social services work, but they, they try not to place black children with white families in this country. For the simple reason, white people haven't got the faintest idea how to do black people's hair, they don't understand anything at all. Can they do history? No, they can't. So social services will say we're looking to place this child with a black family. That's how it works. Over there, she's got no idea, really, how this is going to work later in life. Are the children going to grow up to resent her? Because who are their friends? Who do they relate to? The answer is it's very difficult. And even all the the charities have said exactly the same. Please think again. You know, you could do so much more without just going out there. And all these children are paraded in front of her. It is a bit like, like a cattle market. It's not, it's not pleasant at all. Uh, Channel 4 and the BBC have been accused of cheating viewers with repeats disguised as new shows. Relocation, Relocation and Supersize versus Super Skinny. Uh... Are, are actually repeated. Does it make any difference to you if a, if a show is repeated? Does it make a difference if if you end up with a show that you think I'm sure I've because I every time I turn on the television they go oh and here we go we're off looking for houses in the countryside for this nice couple here and then you think I'm sure I've seen this couple before. In fact, I have seen this couple before because I know the house that then that they're going to pick because most of these people go uh, we're just doing it for the free holiday. They go, would you like a home here or in France? Oh, let's go to France for a week. And the cameras followed them around, and they were looking for houses. And then it turned out when they actually got out there, because I thought I remembered them, that they'd already seen and made an offer on a property over here. She said, but we're always still open to offers. I thought, yeah, because you see a holiday being cancelled. So I, I don't know if it makes any difference to you if you see a repeated programme. I don't particularly mind. just wish they'd actually repeat all of the come dine with me's. Because there's such an odd assortment of people out there. I mean, I just I, I absolutely love it. Some of them can cook. Some of them can't cook. Um, another one here. Uh, Anne says, the newspapers say a statue of Jade is to be erected in her hometown. Well, that's just one of them, I think. The Daily Star is saying, wouldn't it be nice if Bermondsey got a statue of Jade Goody? I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, or felling that a blue plaque on the block of flats where she grew up. It's becoming more bizarre by the minute, this. I don't think so. I'm sure there are far more deserving people. I don't seriously think that Jade Goody put Bermondsey on the map. Do you? I think Bermondsey's been on the map for ages and ages and ages. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. The teenage pirate accused of murdering a British yachtsman says, uh, I hit him until I heard his skull crack, but I'm sorry. He's 19, he looks about 15. Um, and he admitted bludgeoning Malcolm Robertson to death as his wife was tied up below deck. It's an appalling story. You look at the picture of this, this boy accused of murder, and it's, it's really, you know, really not on, I'm afraid. Not on at all. I don't know what would happen. I don't know what would happen. Uh, right, so... Madonna is a member of Raising Malawi's Advisory... What's that? Raising Malawi's Advisory Committee. And she helps with the volunteer organisations which help orphans in one of the poorest countries by providing water, food, medical kit. So that's good, actually. And she gives money to uh, Ra- the Razor Gorbachev Foundation. Razor Gorb- I'm trying to think what Razor Gorbachev did. Millennium Villages, M- Millennium Promises Alliance, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I think they're here, Make-A-Wish, aren't they? Uh, Afghanistan Relief Organisation... Uh, American Foundation for AIDS Research, Bid to Beat AIDS, Charity Projects, Children in Need. But that's, that's the British one, isn't it? Uh, Help Malawi Live Earth Treating Action Campaign. Why not start, though, an orphanage of your own? I still think starting an orphanage is the way forward. Then you can help lots of children all in one place. Because otherwise, I just, I just think there's, there's all sorts of problems ahead of it. But uh, at, least she, at least she gives to... Uh, to good causes. Mind you, everything now, if she's got her own foundation, it's the best way forward. Everybody does it. That's what Jade's going to do, I think. I th- well, they have. They've set up a foundation for her. And the money that she earned 
during her short lifetime is going to go towards looking after the children. And they've said the money from a book, which I think the son is bringing out, is going to go to uh, one of the cancer charities. It might be uh, Marie Stopes or Marie Curie. One of these. I can't remember which one it is. But they're going to do uh, do that. So that's good news, isn't it? Uh, here he is. It's uh, Ray Quinn. He opened a new ride the other day in Alton Towers, the new sea life, and so he has to go swimming for the photo opportunity. He's still an irritating little git. I don't care what anybody says. Even though he did win the Dancing on Ice, which is lovely. Kids as young as four are learning to swear and throw strops. How do they learn that? Television. Television. They watch Gordon Ramsay, and according to the papers today, and the Association of Teachers and Lecturers have also blamed Super Nanny for actually putting these ghastly loiks on the television. So they see somebody like Gordon effing and blinding, and they learn it. They learn it very, very quickly. You know, children now, sitting on a bus, you've only got to sit on a, any bus, I guarantee. Sit upstairs, near the back, you'll hear the most obscene language. Years ago, somebody would have turned around and said, excuse me, we don't want language like that, and they'd have gone, sorry. Now, you get a torrent of abuse from them. It's the F word, it's every word you can think of. So children pick it up. I can remember, I can remember the, the day one of, uh, one of my godchildren learned a word, and they thought it was funny, because what happens is they actually say a rude word, which they hear at school, because other children from less fortunate backgrounds tend to speak like this all the time, because their parents swear in front of them. So they then pick up the words, they say it, and of course you go... I can't believe you just said that, and they're laughing at Because <laughs> they think it's funny, so they then associate that word with you get a laugh out of parents. It's very easy. Children learn all the time. They learn all the time. And swearing is the worst thing. Oh, good news. The Saturdays are going to America. I hope you stay there. I'm so bored with this. I know Richie likes a Saturday. I know everybody likes a Saturday. But frankly, I mean, the, the pictures are just five over-made-up girls who... You know, when I saw them on Alan Titchmarsh's show, they went right down the uh, the pan, as far as I was concerned. Absolutely dreadful. Uh, what, they've all got boyfriends, so you can't even sell them that side. Sexy is not the word for it. They're not going to make any money at all. In two years' time, they will still be going, oh, I haven't got any money now. Because unless you write songs in the pop business, you don't make any money at all. Because what you're doing is you're making money for the person who, who wrote the song. Wayne Rooney will win his 50th cap against Ukraine, but is adamant England can win the World Cup before he gets to a century. And here she is. It's the, the new page free girl. And uh, she's the winner of the uh, model uh, working for Danielle Lloyd's agency. Her name's Carly Pettit. And apparently this is her dream come true. Lovely, and What an ambition to have. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. And I'll be getting my tits out at every occasion. Isn't that what an ambition? What an ambition. Well done, Carly. You really are an absolute credit to the young generation now. It's fabulous. She said, I'm, I really feel I could achieve my dreams. Uh, what, what, what dreams would those be, dear? What, what dreams would those be? Uh, porno films? I mean, I don't know. Perhaps if we contact Jackie Smith, her husband will pay some good money for one in featuring you. See, there is, all we need is the, is the title. Somebody, somewhere is going to leak the titles. It's LBC. LBC. Morning, everybody. I'm just looking at a picture of, uh, of Madge taking Lourdes to see Mercy. They've all got peculiar names, haven't they, now? So Lourdes is Madonna's daughter. She's 12. She looks 20. She does not, I mean, you look at, tw- I know what 12-year-olds look like. I've got one. But this one is, she's, tw- she's five foot seven. And she's 12 years old. It's just unbelievable. Five foot seven at 12. I actually don't think my one's far off five foot seven either. It's just frightening, isn't it? Kids going, and I love this. She's taking her to introduce her to her sister-to-be. So you've got this one, and now you've got that one. Oh, and here's another one. Lovely. 
Uh, Paul says, I think what we need to look at, Steve, is the reason why Jackie Smith's husband needs to watch porno movies is that perhaps a service that Jackie is failing to provide. Well, we're all speculating, because what would be absolutely hilarious is, is what sort of films he was looking at. I mean, they could be educational. It could, you know, because a lot of people do get pornographic movies so that they can learn technique. You know, gone are the days of hanging from the chandelier, screaming like a banshee, or jumping from the wardrobe, wailing, or screaming and banging on the walls with your feet or something, so the neighbours go, oh, God, they're at it again. You know, people use them as a technique. What, what we would need to find out, I mean, I find it a bit embarrassing for her as well. Of course, I mean, we are assuming, aren't we, because we have no idea that she didn't know about these things. But do, I mean, do, do most families look at porn? My auntie Enid didn't have the faintest idea what it was. Wouldn't have the faintest idea. I mean, it does seem rather strange, doesn't it? In this day and age, the biggest thing searched for on the internet is porn. And so we shouldn't really be surprised that two adults are actually dead. Well, why are we surprised? Let's take, let's take the other stance. But they're, they're both adults, they're both married. Why shouldn't he be looking at porn? And she didn't know about it. Well, I, th- I think the big problem was that they actually put it through on the expenses because they didn't check through. And she said she didn't know about it, so we had to come outside and make an apology, so I'm really sorry, you know. Uh, and I, I, all I kept thinking was, looking at I'm thinking, well, you're an adult, why shouldn't you look at porn? You know, unless it's porn that's illegal, but I don't think you'd be just ordering that over the internet, would you? Wouldn't you? I don't know. No idea. 84850, steve at We'd love to see the titles, though. Um, Steve, um... I'm sp- uh, speaking of repeats, I'm sick to death uh, with four music, or should I call it Girls Allowed TV? Change the format or kill the channel. Um, is, it, is it Girls Allowed TV? I've never even seen four. I watched Makita struggling with an interview the other day. She had on that bloke, Keith Lemon, you know, because he, he'd playing a part. He's playing a part of a northerner. And, and she was talking to him, and she didn't know any questions. The embarrassing thing was, she's sitting with a guy who you've only got to say one thing to and he'll then come back with something funny. I thought he was a bit borderline whether he was going to swear. He said, oh, there's certain things that you can't say on television. I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to say something. But she had to keep looking down at a piece of paper for another question. And I thought, you used to be so good. I've never looked down at, at a question on a piece of paper with a guest. And one thing you don't do is on television. You don't need to do that. You should know enough about somebody. To actually be able to conduct... I mean, you should be able to do at least a half-an-hour interview with anybody, even if you're not prepared. That's th- that, that would be a definition for me of somebody who was, who was an expert presenter or a professional interviewer. You know, two seconds in and you've got to look down at your piece of paper to ask them a question is just ludicrous. Ludicrous. Uh, Steve, my son is ten and five foot eight. Crikey. Uh, people just get, perhaps they're all eating their fruit nowadays, I should imagine. <laughs> Seems to make uh, perfect sense, doesn't it? 84850, steve at Perhaps Bermondsey will name a road in Jade's name, says film. Yeah, I mean, I, c- I could see that. A statue, though. Who's going to pay for that? I mean, who would, do they have a whip round in the borough? They go around and go, OK, would you all like to, uh, it's going to cost uh, £50,000 for this statue. Would you all like to get, no, thank you. We'd quite like some council services. And let's face it, Jade hated Bermondsey so much, she couldn't wait to get out. She hadn't been back there for about 20 years. It's only because the funeral director's around there that she happens to be back there at the moment. Uh, Colin says, come dine with me, is being repeated on more four at the moment. Relocation, relocation, grand designs are all repackaged as revisited. They repeat a show from a couple of series ago and shove an update in in the last ten minutes. We just fast forward to the update, which is the only interesting bit. I love that uh, Grand Designs programme. By God, people live in fab houses, don't they? You look at some of these houses and you think, wow, that is nice. You see, I'm, I'm a big fan 
of, uh, of people leaving their, their curtains open so we can all have a peer in. But there again, there's so many old toe rags out nowadays, you don't really want these sort of people. But I, I have no problem with sort of people peering in. I love the idea. I stand there naked in front of the television, hoping that neighbours are going to walk past. Uh, Jade Goody's furious loved ones are refusing to allow Jordan to attend the funeral. I didn't even know Jordan was going to the funeral. In fact, probably Jordan didn't know she was going to the funeral, but uh, uh, Jack was out playing football yesterday. And the good news is that Jack has uh, just bought a flat, a £350,000 luxury pad in a private estate. Uh, I'm telling you now, 350000 don't buy you a luxury pad <laughs> in a luxury estate or anywhere else. Uh, he's agreed the deal for the flat last Thursday. That's four days after Jade died. And uh, Jermaine Defoe and Danielle Lloyd live this place here. Lovely. Uh, he's currently under the 7am to 7pm curfew. Uh, after it was reported that Jade left Jack nothing in the will, he's earned, from recent photo shoots, £140,000. £140,000. You see? See another one in the making here? Me too. Me too. Um, health MOTs will save 650 over 40s a year. Okay. How, many, how many of you listening at the moment, if you're, over, if you're over 40, have you had a health check recently? Have you been out there and checked everything? Have you checked yourself? You know, men and women? You've got to do that. Nobody bothers, do they? Because we don't like going to the doctor. Me? I can't stay out the doctors. I love the doctors. I look at it. It's, it's lovely going in there. Cause you think, and, that's, and that's the thing that gets over it. If you've got anything to discuss, and I tell them everything. I have no secrets of my doctor at all. Anything going wrong, upstairs or downstairs, I tell them. I absolutely do. Other people don't. I've seen, you know, women going in there with their husbands, and they sit there, go, go on, tell her. Tell her what's the matter. Like you're told, but men don't want to do it. They don't even want to, you know, it took Nick Ferrari to explain about prostate cancer and to have a test for it on air. And, of course, everybody assumed the worst, thinking, oh, my goodness, me, it's going to be rubber gloves. We're going to hear the sound of that. Uh, no, not at all. It's a blood test. You just go in. A simple blood test can sort everything out nowadays. But will people do it? No, they won't. I wonder what it would take for actually people to go and get a test for prostate cancer. I wonder what it would take. Would it take somebody to, to actually say, listen, I've got it. I'm dying. Why don't you go and do it today? It's exactly the same thing that Jade Goody did for women, only for blokes. Is that what it would take? It's very difficult, isn't it, to get people to go to doctors now? Um, uh, what's the film Cabinet Making for Beginners, says Tim? Uh, one of the films could have been Linda Lovelace for President, says Andy of Coulston. I interviewed Linda Lovelace. Very famous for making that uh, film just for making that film and uh <laughs> and when she came in all the engineers were going and they, they said steve you've got linda lovelace coming in she was famous for this uh, film years ago which this woman had uh, a part of her anatomy in her throat thought i could tell la 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 and uh, and she came in and all the, all the engineers were going oh steve allen's got linda lovelace in because they a few of them uh, well most of them it turns out ha had seen the film i'd never seen it but she'd written a book about how her husband, uh, who was bisexual, had had flings with Sammy Davis Jr., who also swang, or swung, swung, swung. And uh, Sammy Davis Jr. had been putting it around with men and women for years. But Linda Lovelace's husband, because he was into drugs, got her into drugs, and she's dead now, poor soul. And, uh, and they used to go to these parties where Sammy Davis Jr. would proposition it. It was all, all a bit bizarre. But unfortunately, once you're in the porno industry, it's very difficult to get out of it. So she, she comes in. And all the engineers are going, Linda Lovelace, coming down the stairs, coming down the stairs with Steve Allen. My God, who's that? And this little tiny woman turns up with her hair tied back and a little pair of glasses perched at the end of her nose, looking anything less like a porno star, because I think she only made the one porno, and that was it. But it's the one that goes on perpetually. They all made them, apparently. 
All the people seem to make them in their early careers. I don't know why. In fact, it was... You remember me telling you ages and ages ago that even Joan Crawford was making porno films before she became the famous Joan Crawford. So the moment she became famous in the studios, the studio had to go around trying to buy up as many of her old films as possible. And one of them, she was... She played uh, a budding actress servicing um, film producers to get jobs. A bit like sort of art imitating life, I suppose, in a, in a way, because she did seduce all her uh, all her producers, all her leading men. Joan Crawford had to seduce. It was it was just part of her. You have to see the film Mummy Dearest to realise exactly what she was like. Uh, interesting that the England captain John Terry's mum and mother-in-law had an alleged shoplifting haul worth one and a half thousand pounds. That's even more than twice what they first thought. My God, I tell you, it's unbelievable, isn't it? The shoplifting. The ca- I mean. Unfortunately, I find going in shops a bit embarrassing now. For the simple reason that I seem to spot shoplifters. I can't help it. I'm just strangely drawn to people. I can look at somebody and think, you're going to nick. I I just, you know, and it doesn't matter where they are. They can be at the market. They can be in a shop. Strange enough, they don't nick from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mainly because they can't get to it. But people take anything. You know, you go into hotels now and they go, if you want to steal the uh, the towels and you want to take the dressing gown, just tell reception and they'll charge an extra 25 quid to your bill. $25 $25 it was in America if you want to take the dressing gown. Because for some reason, people nick the dressing gown. Not me. I got the bed, the Bible, the telly. I got everything out. Who wants a dressing gown? I've got a dressing gown. I need a new bed, though. And people nick everything. We used to have a show flat uh, in a place where I lived once. Uh, and it was quite nice. But gradually, over a period of two months, people who came in to view the show flat nicked everything out of it. They took the towels out of the bar. You have a company that comes in and decorates. And they, put, they nicked everything. That everything went out of the flat. At one point, they actually got the bed out. Because what happened was, the woman who was supposed to be showing people round couldn't really be bothered, so she sat downstairs and was saying, oh, it's just on the second floor and it's flat number 20, just going... So people were going down, they found another way out of the building and they nicked everything out of it. <laughs> and you begin to wonder, there's nothing. Unless it's actually nailed down now, people will nick it. The BBC have lost £400,000 worth of computers. Even a camera has gone. £400,000 worth. That's about... I think somebody said it was something like 40 computers a week are going missing. People just sort of have them. They go, oh, I have a computer, yeah. And then they take it home. And that's it. You never see it again. £400,000. I think everything should be tagged at the BBC, but there's probably so much of it. And you're paying for it. John at work in Bangkok says, you've changed the clocks in the UK. I forgot. I missed the first 25 minutes of your show. Better podcast. Oh, don't forget. Oh, crikey. Actually, if, if you miss the, fir- the, the first bit of the show, then you'll be even more angry uh, to discover that our how low. To, I mean, I don't know how we've managed it. I really don't. We must have gone round and begged, borrowed and stolen. Oh, I can't lose this thing now, isn't it? What's, oh, that's it. Better. Uh, £5,000 cash. Five thousand. I mean, I just can't believe it. It makes a television pale into insignificance, doesn't it? And a computer which went for 10 p- How much is £5,000 going to go for, I ask you? We're in a recession. This could give you a fantastic boost. Incredible prize, £5,000, and if you need a bit of extra help, and I'm always the first one to give you that little helping push up the ladder, for every bid you make on this programme this morning, I'll give you the second one free. So buy one, get one free. Got to be quick, because all the free bids must be used by 7am this morning. This auction runs till Friday at 6pm. 5000 quid. 5000 quid. Oh, sort you out for a few months, wouldn't it? My God, I'm trying to think how many bottles of wine you could get for that, and steak, and chips, and... Cakes and sweet cars, you get loads of stuff, you know. Presents for the kids, go on a holiday, get yourself a nice little car. Come on, you do everything with it. £5,000, so it's buy one, get one free. Only till seven this morning, only on Steve Allen's show. Lowest unique bid will win 
Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Computer will tell you if you have a unique bid, and if it's then uh, you don't have it, the computer will tell you as well. Auction closes 6pm Friday. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. Every second bid between now and 7am is free. The bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm Friday, 3rd of April. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck for that, because it really it's a super, super prize, isn't it? Really good prize. £5,000. We've pushed the boat out, ladies and gentlemen. Quarter to six. News headlines. Eight people have been killed and several injured after a man opened fire at a nursing home in the US. At least 22 people have been killed and 132 others wounded at a World Cup football qualifying match on the Ivory Coast. It's understood fans without tickets smashed down a gate, trampling other supporters. There are more calls for a review of MPs' expenses after Jackie Smith became involved in another expenses controversy. And Gordon Brown is beginning diplomatic work to get world leaders to agree a package of measures at the G20 that will revive the ailing world economy. Let's have a check on the roads feed this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Just had a call from Martin... I love the couple in the paper today, and good morning, incidentally, if you have just joined us. It's 12 to 6. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC 97.3. Did you win on the boat race? I didn't. I bet on Cambridge. And who won? Oxford. So, forget about it. Anyway, in the sun today, they've got a couple here at a dream white wedding for £700. And they've got another couple who spent a little bit more. Okay, so, for example, how do you do a wedding on £700? Well, the white dress from Monsoon was 180. Bear in mind, they've only got 700 pounds. Veil, none. Shoes and accessories, 20 quid. Don't know where they got those from. Uh, Jewellery, three pounds. Hair and beauty treatments, nothing. Registry office and marriage licence, 30 and 60 pounds. The venue hire, 100 pounds. Only 100 pounds. <laughs> uh, food and drink, 50 quid. Rings, 100. Photos and filming, nothing. Flowers, 40 quid. Outfits for attendance, nothing. Stationery and postage, 10. Transport, nothing. Entertainment, 100 quid. Wedding cake, 30 quid. Stag and hen parties, none. Honeymoon, nothing. Total, £723. <laughs> Sounds a bit naff, doesn't it, really? But, you know, if you're in a credit crunch, look at old Eamon Holmes. He's had to save up for 12 years to marry uh, Ruth, uh, even though they've got a seven-year-old son. I bet somebody said to him, it's going to cost you money. Uh, oh, I, um, I should, probably thinking, how much is this? I better, better do some more shows. But uh, hopefully she won't get the this morning job. It's definitely going to go to Emma Forbes, isn't it? Uh, wedding dress. Uh, this is for an average couple's wedding. So if you've recently got married or you got married a short while ago, this, this should be a good indicator for you. An average couple's wedding list. The wedding dress, £1,200. The veil, £110. Shoes and accessories, 178. Jewellery, 210. Hair and beauty, 319. Food and drink, 5,000. Venue hire, 2,200. You can see how we're adding up here, can't you? Rings, 1,900. Photos, £887. Flowers and outfits for attendance, 550. Stationery, 385. Transport, 488. Entertainment, 458. The wedding cake, 120 which is uh, quite a lot. Uh, gifts for guests, £400. Stag and hen party, 630 Honeymoon, 5500 Total for the average British wedding, £20,435. 
Not surprised people choose to uh, live in sin as opposed to getting married. That is ridiculous. £20,000. It's quite frightening, isn't it, when you think about it? And, the, and you get elderly people worried about, you know, when, when I die, who's actually going to pay for it? Don't worry about it. You're not going to need to worry about it. Somebody will pay. Uh, Anne says, I really look forward to Mondays. You are my sunshine. My only sunshine. But I've had a shock, she says. I forgot to charge up my mobile overnight, so it won't do anything now. My mobile is geriatric in IT terms. I'll simply have to get an all-singing, all-dancing one, without mentioning any brand names. Can you tell me what you think are essential for somebody like me who's about to go into business? I fancy being able to take photos. I'm a good photographer. She said, is it worth spending the extra money? It is to get a good camera on it, yes. Also, as I'm a singer, I'm a bit worried about using a mobile, and will it ruin my hearing? No, actually. No. She said, fancy getting to put my old mobile on charge. You need to remind your listeners. Well, I think most of them remember, actually, Anne. Oh, dear. I mean, that is terrible, isn't it? That really is to, to not remember. I've done that before, and you've, all of a sudden it goes beep, beep, and it, it turns off. I couldn't recommend any mobile. I've got um, an iPhone. But to be honest with you, the camera's not all that. But I do like the phone. But it's, it's not going to hurt your, uh, your ears. I, I'm, I'm not one of these people who thinks you need to plug something in and hold the phone in front of you. It doesn't, doesn't kind of work for me at all. Henry in Croydon says, uh, back from holiday, read about Jackie Smith. Sex life must be dull. <laughs> well, that's generally... Sp- unless, of course... I mean, I don't, you see, I, I'm going to have to take the opposing, uh, opposing view on this. They're, they're both consenting adults. What difference does it make if he does that? I mean, I've got children's books in my bookcase, because I remember them from my childhood. doesn't make me any more infantile than anybody else. And porn? Has anybody ever not had porn? Things it seems to be just about everywhere. In fact, you've only got to open up the newspapers every day. There's porn in there of some some way, shape. Oh, here she is. Oh, poor Kelly Brook. Shy, retiring Kelly Brook, the actress, not, uh, jetting off on holiday. And here she is wearing an itsy-bitsy black bikini, luckily with a photographer on hand. How lovely. It's good, isn't it? We like Kelly Brook. She's not the brightest penny in the box, but she's quite, quite funny in her own little way. Uh, Dee says, my GP hates me. Uh, they're getting rid of 95% of NHS patients, especially ones who need hospital tests. No privacy at all. 22-year-old receptionist <coughs> sees all my test results. I always think that, you know, the one thing that we've got in this country is uh, is fantastic GP. I love my, my GP. I love the whole surgery. I love D. I love everybody in there. But I really, I can't complain about anything. If I go in there and I don't have an appointment and I need something doing, they, they sort it out for me really quickly. If I I'd go, I'm really sorry, I, I forgot to put my... Uh, uh, my uh, order in for, you know, insulin or whatever it happens to be, and I get, don't worry, we'll sort it out for you. And generally it's sorted out within the day, if not sooner. So I think they're absolutely brilliant, my surgery, and I think everybody who goes there <coughs> says exactly the same. Uh, Albert in Coventry, thank you so much. Everybody guessing at the title of Jackie Smith's husband's porn movies. Unfortunately, most of them are totally unrepeatable on this programme. But, you know, that's the kind of thing we have. Uh, Lynn says... Uh, we went onto your website, caught up with the photos, listened to you and Alan's ABBA medley, and then caught the in-conversation with Rick Wakeman. It's good, isn't it? Well done. It's a good one, actually. We like Rick Wakeman. We like Rick Wakeman. Actually, if you go to the LBC website, there's uh, loads of photos, <coughs> excuse me, of celebrities, and we're still waiting. Anthony was saying earlier on, he's only just given... Oh, this coffee's hot. Only just given approval for his uh, photos. So they're not up there yet, but I'm going to have a few photos there. I think there might be six or seven or something like that. Which would be quite... I've had a look at them. I think they're actually really good. I think they're really, really good. Uh, another story here. Oh, uh, Jim Shelley is talking about The Apprentice and these people who've got no talent at all. He says, I think now that The Apprentice is based on one giant transparent lie. 
these people, as we're told at the beginning of the programme, represent some of the brightest business prospects in Britain. God help us all, that's all I can say. Bunch of liars, <coughs> I'm afraid, with no talent whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. And thank God we kicked out Anita, last we've seen of her. Never have the history of car washing of so few cars been washed by so many people in such a long time. I mean, it was just these people are the dimmest on the planet. All they are, they're the people who go on Celebrity Big Brother. They want to be famous. They want to be famous for being famous. They don't have any particular talent. They just want to be famous. And frankly, I've had enough of it. If this year we can get rid of that element in society, I will be more than happy. So, of course, the news that the Jeremy Kyle show could be coming off in February is absolutely delightful to me. I couldn't be happier. Keep all this pond life off the television. Because most of these people just seem to go on it again and again and again. So what would you... Well, since we've been on it last time, I've had an affair with her mother, her father, and, uh, and she's pregnant again with my best mate. You know, and you think, oh, dear. Far from therapy, it's just disgusting. Be glad to see the back of it, I'm afraid. Uh, what is the, uh, the key to beating bowel cancer? I love it. Most of you will hate it. Licorice. Licorice. If there's one thing I love... It's licorice. Those licorice wheels, you know, when you pull the... Oh, I love licorice. I could eat that. And you can buy this wood as well, which is licorice wood, and that's quite nice too. And they say it could be the key to beat bowel cancer. It's extracted, the licorice, from a, from a, a, a gly... Anyway, it's a very long-winded name, plant, uh, from southern Europe and Asia. It's been important in Chinese medicine for centuries. Compounds derived from its root have been shown to fight inflammation, viruses, ulcers, dental decay, eczema and liver cancer. That's good news, isn't it? So eat more licorice. A lot of people I know hate it. It's a bit like the Marmite syndrome, isn't it? You either love it or hate it. Frankly, I love it. It's like peanut butter. You know, do you have um, crunchy or plain? Mind your own business. I can't bear people asking stupid questions like that. Whenever you mention peanut butter, get crunchy or, or just the smooth? Oh, go away, you dreary old bag. You know, I like crunchy, but on the other hand, I'll eat smooth, OK? Not particularly, but sometimes I just put my finger in the jar. I don't really care. I do things like that. I sometimes have, have what I call sort of little things, little treats. And a treat could be, because they, they did in Marks and Spencer a while ago, I discovered at Christmas, they did five licorice wheels. And I, I, I could put a whole one in my mouth. I don't know, I'm, nothing new there, I suppose. But I, I do like licorice. The that's why I'm still living, actually. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm eating all the wrong stuff, but then I kind of balance it up with eating tonnes of broccoli and, and beans and, and things like that. I can't remember what I had last night, actually. What the dickens did I eat last night? You know, I can't even... It's that bad, I can't even remember. Perhaps I didn't have anything to eat last night. I'm sure I had something to eat. What did I have? Perhaps it was the day before. Oh, I don't know. Worried. Uh, Jackie says, I, uh, too, have just bought some Enid Blyton books that I read as a kid. Pure escapism. Totally agree. Totally agree. Drew suggested one of the titles of the film could be Home Secretaries on the Job, which we think is quite funny. <laughs> You know, in a sort of a roundabout way. I bet they'll be talking about that with Nick Ferrara this morning. They're bound to it. He couldn't miss something like that. Found with porn. I mean, how exciting. But I, I agree with you, Jackie, about getting books from your childhood. I bought most of my childhood books back again. And you sit down and... It's like the Paddington books. I've, I've, got, the pad, I've got a set of Paddington books. I mean, does that make me sad? No, not in the slightest. I still love reading all that sort of stuff. And I just thought Paddington was such a great, great character. And still very endearing. You go into toy shops now, you can't move for, for Paddington images. And I'm so pleased that it's still going all these years. All these years later. Uh, still to come on the programme... Did I mention on the how low? It's uh, £5,000. I don't want to shout it too loudly in case everybody else gets wind of the thing, but it's a bog-off only on this programme. OK, so £5,000. It's a bog-off in the how low. Runs till Friday. Uh, more from the uh, papers after news. More of your texts and emails. steve at lbc.co.uk or 84850. That's your direct line to LBC.
It was a fine morning. Morning, everybody. It's seven minutes past six. It's Monday morning. It's LBC 97.3 and it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It is lovely to have your company, to have your company. Lovely. And it's pitch dark outside. <laughs> so it now means that having sort of had the, uh, the sunshine in the morning, I'm now going to be going home in the dark because it's lighter later. I think that's what they say, isn't it? Lighter later. Susan Spence has come in. Little ray of sunshine that she is this morning. <laughs> Good morning. It's pitch you? black, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Amazing. Do you know what? It's funny though. I didn't notice until you just said to me there. It's, it's only because I'm used to it this time. It starts getting light out there, and I can yeah. tell what, what sort of day it's going to be. And now I'm looking out there, thinking I've got no idea. Well, the thing is, I think it, you know, it might lighten up quite quickly by the time you finish at seven. I think. You think? Yeah, I think so. So much to do today. Have you? So much to do today. I've really got loads. And uh, we're, we're, we're with the help of Mr. Vizino, we're putting up some pigeon spikes today because we've got pigeons that are sitting in a place they shouldn't be, mm. and we're going to stop them. I tell you what really annoys me in my, in my house, and I'm going to start to notice now even more because the better weather is coming, mm. and I'll, I'll be sat outside every now and again, is my television aerial. The pigeons and the birds sit up there, and it it seems to their poop seems to just completely yeah. cover my patio area oh, and my t- yeah, table and chairs. Shoot them! But no, the, I was looking trying to see the other day what everybody else does. And some of the houses, it's unusual, some of the houses have nets around it to Good stop Lord. them. Yeah, to, around the television area, yeah. which seems to capture the poop. Oh. But mine doesn't have that. Yeah. And I think, well, what do I do? Because I'm not getting up on a ladder that high. Um, you really need some it. of that paint that doesn't dry, that's sticky all the time. Yeah, and I think, well, how do I do that on the television area? And I, think, I don't know how you do it. We shouldn't you know, go up on the roof anyway. Well, no, I'm not going to go. No, oh, my God. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd fall. There's no doubt about it at fault. I mean, I have, as, as anybody will tell you, I have a, a hate relationship. There's no love about it. It's permanently hate with fat, overblown, disgusting pigeons. Flying rats, I'm afraid. Oh, they disgusting are flying rats. Things. Absolutely, they are. Disgusting, they are. Yeah. And the mess everywhere. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like you you, open, you clear it all up and then you open up the door the next day and you think, oh, they're back again. Yes. Oh, they, 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 they're mine. You have to, I've got water pistols now to keep them off the, uh, the place where they're sitting. And they just crap all over the place. And I thought, yeah. no, I've had enough now, so Mr Vizino is going to be standing on his ladder today. And I'm going to be at the bottom directing traffic <laughs> around him as we put up spikes to uh, hopefully impale the little so <laughs> In all the little... Because they, they're nesting as well at this time of year. Oh, are they? They're looking to build nests. So you've only got to see one flying in with a twig, and guaranteed they'll do that. So I shoot all the wood down and everything else. And we've had to put um, uh, netting, barbed wire type stuff, in all the drain gutterings to stop them nesting in there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you see, I don't have a problem with them nesting. Oh, I just have a dreadful. problem sat there on the... I don't think it's just pigeons. I think it's just reg- it's just normal birds as well who just sit up on. I don't mind normal birds because they don't they don't do as much toilet as pigeons well, do. But, but when they all congregate up there, they're yeah. clearly having something kind of coffee morning or something, and then they just boom, 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 and you just think, poison oh. a lot of them. As far as I'm concerned, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, Nick Ferrari this morning will be talking about no doubt Jackie Smith, whose husband has apologised after claiming for adult films on her expenses. Uh, Lucy Cavendish is the columnist for the Evening Standard and the author. She'll be in doing the papers. Uh, plus Paul McKenna. How to change your life in three days. Why do you want to change your life in three days? How would, it, would you want to change your... If somebody said, I can, I can make you change your life, what would you want to change to? Oh, God. Oh. It's obviously a difficult question. Well, I would, but yeah. I, I'm not quite sure I'd say it on the radio. Oh, right, OK, fine. <laughs> we'll leave that one then to one side. Uh, and they're going to be talking about Madonna. Should she be allowed to adopt again? Oh, I, I heard that she's doing that. Yes. Yeah. I actually said that it, it would be a lot better 
if she just bought an orphanage. And that way you've, yeah. got, you've got loads and loads of children and it could be Madonna's orphanage or so, anything you like. I don't really care what it is. And then loads of children as opposed to going to an orphanage. And it becomes like a cattle market as they bring all these children out who sit there. And she's sort of, mm, that one, which one? No, ugly. It's a bit like going to the dog home, isn't it? And you won't wander past all the cages and, and they're all sitting there looking at you, do I, thinking, yeah. please choose me. It's exactly the same it thing. It is horrible, it's isn't it? Yes, except it's a child. Yeah. But then it shouldn't be. No. Because of what, what they're going to ask, really, this morning with uh, Claire Gorham, who's a journalist, she was born in Nigeria, but brought up by adoptive parents in Britain, is whether or not it works. Mm. You know, is it actually possible to take a child from one country, bring them up somewhere else, where, where everything's completely alien, and she, they're moving into a, a rich family. You know, it's like, not like Madonna doesn't have money. She's got millions of pounds. I think she's just trying to keep up with Brad and Angelina. As to how many the, each family can adopt. But what do they do it for? I mean, is it, is it, is it, I don't know what it is. Do they do it for well, publicity purposes? Because it does seem to me that there's film crews that follow that. Because you could do it secretly and say, listen, I don't want any publicity. I don't want any film crews. I don't want this child photographed. Just go away. But they seem to milk it. You see, I just don't understand why in a country the size of America that Brad and Angelina and Madonna don't adopt within their own country. There are a thousands little black child upon from there? thousands yeah. upon thousands who they could give a good home to. Why do they need to go to another country? Because it's easier to adopt. Is it? Oh, well. I think so, yeah. I think that it's much easier. Well, because they'd be going... Most uh, social services, especially in this country, they're not keen to place black children with white families. Mm. And especially not a single mother. Why would you want to place a black child with a single mother? Well, that's Who true, they've got actually. to relate to? They've got nothing. They a wouldn't... woman who's hardly there because she's off touring, so they'll have nannies and stuff like that. It's not, yeah. not the best start. That's actually that's actually a fair point. That's, that is probably why they do go overseas. Well yeah. done, mister. Should I have thought well of that done. all by myself. Thank you. Uh, Lynn went to see Priscilla on Friday and had the time of our life. She said, we got totally lost in the sheer outrageousness. It was a feast for the eyes, totally and utterly camp, kitchen, amazing pantomime. We had to remember to close our mouths at times. We were literally gobsmacked. We bought and wore our feather boas and our cheesy, luminous cocktail glasses and got lost in it all. It was fantastic. I can imagine it would be, although I don't fancy seeing it. Oh, do you not? No. Do you think it's a boys' thing? I don't know. I just don't... I just don't know of all... I mean, I've seen the film and everything. I just don't yeah. know if it's... Oh, no, I, I watched the film again yesterday, strangely enough. I like the music from it. Yeah. There's a couple of, of very funny lines in it, which are very funny, but totally unrepeatable on this mm, programme, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to say. And yet they are the funniest lines. Yeah. But there you go. What it's funny, I was in a, a little gift shop. Um, it's sort of the northwest of Scotland. Um, the, a couple of days ago, and I was on holiday, and uh, I was chatting to the girl there who had a very Scottish accent. <laughs> and she was saying, oh, London, I'd love to live in London. And I said, like, you know, it's like everybody <laughs> thinks, oh, it, you know, you go to shows and you do everything all the time when actually you sit at home and you're completely boring. Um, and she was telling me that, she said, oh, I'm, my friend's going down to see Wicked. Oh, fantastic. Um, have you seen it? And I said, actually, yes, yeah. I, I have seen it. I said, it's very, very good. And she's like, oh, you just can't wait to, to go down there and we'll be oh, having, good. you know, and I thought, I thought of you. Good. I like that, actually. I love the idea. Isn't it funny, though? Somebody says something about London and you're away from it. And, and they go, oh, have you seen so-and-so? And if you go, no, they go, oh, what, you live in London and you haven't been to see exactly. this. So you'd have to say yes anyway. Mm. Well, this woman couldn't believe it when I said to her, do you know what, actually, I really don't do all the touristy things or shows. Yeah. Have you been to the Tower of London? You know, well, kind of thing. not for years. No, no. exactly, <laughs> exactly. All of these things. And she was like, oh, I would think you would do that. I was like, well, no, because that's like you, that's like me saying to her, well, do you go hill walking and do you go and sit and, she and, probably does. and admire the beautiful views? <laughs> and of course, no, she doesn't. You know, she goes, does, does, 
and something else. Yeah. So yeah, it is true. When you live somewhere, you just don't. don't I mean, I, I you don't appreciate what I, you've got on your doorstep. Yeah, I can imagine the day I leave London, I'll be like thinking, trying to cram everything in the last month. Yes. Thinking, I've got to go and see this. I've got to go and see that because yeah. otherwise, I'll regret it. Well, they always say if, if you're tired of London, you're tired of life. But you should. I mean, there's so much to do out there. There is every, everything on your doorstep. It's a 24-hour city, whether we like it or not. It's filthy, it's dirty, it's full of strangers. You get ripped off at every every turning. <laughs> and yet still we like it. Odd, isn't it? <laughs> Explain that to me. And it's because it's the capital. And people go, you live in London. You go, well, I live just outside London, you know. But I work in the middle of London. Yeah. And they think that's quite impressive. Oh, yeah, they do. Even I think it's quite impressive. I think it's quite impressive. Uh, 84850, steve uk. More of your texts and emails in a moment. And uh, Carol... Says, I have a Paddington Bear apron bought in M&S Donkeys years ago. It's still going strong and worn most days. How lovely. I'm quite impressed by that. 16 past six. <laughs> News headlines, Lucy Coward. Eight people have been shot dead in a nursing home. BC 97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, every Max says, you're a gastronomic genius, Steve. A few weeks ago, you mentioned frying oven chips as opposed to... Well, the oven, and it works like a charm. Because what I do, I buy oven chips, but if you do oven chips in the oven, they're dry and boring. But if you deep fry them, whoa, because they've got fat in them, <laughs> they go crispy and they're really good. But that's not good for you. The whole point I of having oven care. chips is that it's better for I you. I don't care whether it is good for you What about you or your not. arteries? Well, I, no, I don't have them. I haven't you had... You don't have any arteries? Well, I haven't got any chips. I haven't had chips for, <coughs> for months, actually. So, it's, you know... But that's what you do. You buy oven chips and then you deep fry them and they, they come out all crispy and they're delicious. And also you've got to get crinkle cut chips because they're the bestest ever. Crinkle. Crinkle cut chips. No, I'm not a crinkle. You're not? No. Thousand Island dressing, me no. and crinkle cut chips. Oh, yum, yum. Yuck. Really? Mm. Oh, I could eat that for breakfast. If somebody did me some nice crispy chips and some... Oh, crikey. I like the chips, but not the Thousand Island. I'd oh, Thousand Island like dressing a... you can dunk in. I'm feeling <laughs> if you really want to make it a meal, you get some nice fresh bread... And you butter it, and then you put the chips in the middle, a bit of thousand, and then fold it over. That is just the best. I'm happy with the chip butty, but not with Thousand Island. Oh, you haven't lived, woman. Oh, God. You haven't lived, I tell you. <laughs> thousand Island dressing and Steve Allen, they go together like ham and eggs. Uh, I didn't see Lynn, the secret millionaire, the other night. Uh, mainly because I'm, it's people going on television going, by the way, I'm a secret millionaire. I thought, not any longer, you're not. I'm well, not in yeah, but to begin it. with, they are, though. It's not until the end that they get revealed. Yeah. I just see it as people wanting to be on television. It's just, I'm, I find it immensely sad, television as a media uh, at the moment, because people want to be on it. You think, you know, it's, you don't have any particular talent for doing anything. It's now a case of I'm terribly rich, so I'm going to go on television mm. and tell people I'm terribly rich and sort of do my little bit. In fact, the other week they had on The Secret Millionaire two women who were rewarded for doing their jobs. They weren't doing anything extraordinary. They were just doing their normal job, and they then got rewarded for that. Well, that's a bit pointless. It's like somebody turning up here and going... Hello, Steve. We'd like to, I'm a secret millionaire. We're going to reward you for doing your job. And you would say no? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> that's them knocking on my studio door. Exactly. Do you know, this is the first studio I've ever been in in my life where there's a lock on the inside. I've never, in every studio, I've never worked in a studio before in my life where you can lock the door. Oh, I don't I, I mean, oh, I don't think you. I don't think that's a good idea. What locking yourself oh, in? You have to, imagine some mad person got in and locked. Well, they won't the door. get in because we've all got these oh. thingies here for getting in. I am. I am securely locked in a box, as they say. Anyway, still to come, uh, we should take some more of your texts and emails. Uh, and Susan, do you want to bring us up to date with the soaps? Because I can't remember what I've watched. I watched a bit of. EastEnders. God, it seemed to go on forever the other day, EastEnders. <laughs> I, don't, 
I remember turning it on, then I flipped over to watch the boat race, and I flipped back, and it was still going on. Oh, that's because you were watching the omnibus. Oh! So you've got four episodes, pretty much, two hours of it, if you're watching the omnibus. Um, yeah, I can bring you up to... I mean, I, I would say that if anybody is only going to watch one soap this week, that the one that you have to watch is EastEnders, because this is the climax of the Ronnie-Danielle storyline. Um, nice. It's also the day that... The week that Peggy and Archie get married. I've seen these trailers. They're quite frightening, the yeah, trailers. Yeah, they are. Now, this is... it. The, the storylines for this, you have to be a bit careful, actually, because they're heavily embargoed. Um... I, mean, I, I, I often wonder about... You know I, know, I know I understand what an embargo means, but who gives us stuff nowadays? Well, with these Do they ever take things, people to court? Well, I don't think so, but I have noticed that with regards to these, the magazines and newspapers do actually respect what they ask. I mean, mm. When you receive the EastEnders storylines for the, for the next two weeks, yeah. there's a covering letter that's gone with it saying, oh. please, we're asking you if you... And it seems to be checking through the weekend for the week ahead um, that uh, all the publications have... So mm. I don't think that I should. You know. Oh. <laughs> but all, right. all I can say is, with regards to um, Peggy and Archie, yes, they get married. That's not a big deal. Most people don't get married. Well, that's uh, that's something else. Will it make it to the end of the week? I'm asking all the right questions. Um, also, with regards to Ronnie and uh, and Danielle, Ronnie does find out that Danielle is her daughter. She finds that out. Okay. But it ends in, in a way that, to be quite frank with you, and. We, we can talk about this next week. I am hopping mad at this story. Are you? Hopping, hopping mad. And when she says she's hopping, she's hopping. Yeah, I'm hopping. really annoyed with EastEnders for this. And really? I think, I think oh. a lot of people will be annoyed as it's well. It's a cop-out. Um, it's not a cop-out. Um, They've just done something. They just didn't need to do it. And right. I think they would have got more out of it if they'd done something else. Oh. Um, so you have to... Thursday, Friday... I'm intrigued now. ...are the key days to watch it. Um, but, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm more than hopping mad. I'm actually very angry okay. about it. Blimey. I've never yeah. seen her this mad. So you have... <laughs> furious. Furious in the so studio. So you have to watch EastEnders. <laughs> it's the absolute one you must watch uh, this week for that. Right. Um, yes, for sure. Okay. So, well, I'll, I'll, so I'll talk about the others later. Oh, OK. We'll, we'll do the other ones a little bit later on. Actually, I was just quickly looking through the uh, paper today. It's, it's mainly Madonna. It's mainly... Uh, Jackie Smith and Sleaze, they're really making a meal out of it, the newspapers. Mm. As if it was something, you know, I suppose it was only the fact that she sort of wanted to put this through on the expenses that we're going, hello, we're not paying for your porn as well. I mean, that would be even funnier, wouldn't it? <laughs> bizarre, though, isn't it? I think it is a bit bizarre, but I just, I mean, yeah, I have no no um, qualm with a problem with anybody doing whatever, you know, two adults behind closed doors. I don't have an issue with that at all. Yeah. What I do have an issue with is the fact that you and I paid for it. Yes. But but I, I get angry with the expenses that most MPs are claiming now. We had another one the other day who lives in a caravan but has claimed over the years 300-odd-thousand pounds. It's all legal. The trouble is it's just it's just a bit underhanded. I know yes, it's it legal is. and it's legal expenses, but to be quite honest with you, most of them are just spinning out a yarn, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think they're just, like, thinking, right, what, what, I can, what can claim I get for this, away I'll with do this? it. I may as well, yeah, exactly. Yes. And it, it's, again, it's that kind of situation, if you and I were in that situation and it, we were allowed to do it, yeah. would we do it? Of course we would, because we'd be, like, thinking, well, everybody else is doing it. Yeah. It's when you then step over the line where you've got all of these privileges and mm. then you decide, oh, right, OK, well, I'll add all my movies on top of that as well. Yeah. A little bit greedy. A little bit. Actually, talk, talking of things were a little bit misleading, I happened to be watching Loose Women the other day. I tuned in because they seem to have got rid of Colleen at the moment. Thank the Lord for that. And uh, and they had Rusty Lee on. And, and, I, 
And, and, and one of the panel, quite clearly somebody very stupid, so for that pick any of them, <laughs> said, oh, of course, you were the first celebrity chef. Yes, I was, says Rusty. I thought, no, you weren't. Fanny Craddock was before you, Graham Kerr, there were thousands of mm. people. And you remember, of course, Rusty Lee, who used to be on television cooking until a little bit of a, let's just call it a misdemeanour, shall we, with TVAM, where they had to lose her for what's commonly known as product placement. That's right, I remember that. And she went and then turned up in the second version of um, Game for a Laugh. Uh, but they were going. She was a celebrity chef. No, she wasn't. The f- loads of people were doing it before her. Well, All she did was. Like, I worked with her on a few occasions. We opened a supermarket once, a supermarket. Okay, I actually pulled a very good crowd. She didn't pull very much. Anyway, and so at the end, she said to the guy running, "She said, is it possible? She said, I, I can pick up a few items." Can I steal very much she had a fit. So he said, "Yeah, of course." She filled two shopping trolleys, overflowing with stuff to take home. Two shopper. I've never seen anything like it. Greed or what? But remember, the most recent thing she's done of note is the, um, she was in EastEnders. I, I know, episodes. I know. She was in EastEnders. She Enders. popped up, didn't she? What was she in that? Did she oh, laugh again? she was somebody's auntie. Yeah, she did. She was actually all right, to be fair to yeah. me. She the trouble okay. is the laughing bit is okay. But then after a while you start thinking, it's, people expect her to laugh, so of course she has to keep laughing. Mm. And it, it must get quite wearing for all of us. I think I was about to say for all of us concerned, not just her. <laughs> uh, Lynn says, do try uh, on the oven chips the McCain special ones made with beef dripping. Don't talk about chips this time of the morning. I get into trouble. When is Danielle going to tell Ronnie she's her daughter? So when, when is that? Well, that's going to be on, um, on Thursday. Right, OK. Yes. So you, have, you you must, 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 must watch Ooh, Thursday. Lord. I know, I know, you have to. That was a lot uh, of musts. Yeah, you do you have to watch Thursday and um, and for certain Friday as well. If, yeah. You can miss the first two if you like. Okay. you've got to watch Thursday. Fr- Friday. Friday, you've got to watch. Yeah. And, and somebody says, did they watch the porn together? If so, one has committed an offence. It's illegal to show porn to another person, not illegal to watch on your own. Not if you're over 18. You do whatever yeah, you like with it. You do whatever you like. Yeah. You can, you can buy it. You can download it. You can do anything. It's just the fact that we don't want to pay for it. No. It's as simple as that, I'm afraid. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Joe in Boreham Wood says, uh, I've been podcasting a show for around a year now, and it's my birthday. Well, happy birthday. Many happy returns of the day, and uh, looking forward to seeing you on the 25th as well. Is that a bank holiday? I can never remember. It's uh, 28... No, it's not. 29... I don't know where I am, actually, with it. Have I got to take a break now? Just, oh, no, not yet. I'm just trying to find out where my uh, little out time was, and I've lost the blooming thing. There it is. Oh, thank goodness, I couldn't even read the clock. So we'll take some more of your texts and emails, more from Susan Spence in the soaps, and we'll be checking on the horse racing. And don't forget, in my how low, it's five thousand pounds i'm almost embarrassed to tell you five thousand quid in a recession can change a lot of lives and uh, it's bog off only on steve allen's early morning breakfast show this morning on lbc 97.3 i thank you this is lbc 97.3 lbc 97.3 nick ferrari at breakfast with the- 27 minutes to uh, seven just for the sport let me tell you about my how low this morning it's a st- Staggering £5,000. Uh, this one runs until Friday in our how low. £5,000 cash with the country in the grip of a recession. I mean, this could give you the boost that you really need. And if you need a bit of extra help, then I'm more than happy to tell you that for every bid you make during the programme, I'll give you the second one free of charge. So it's buy one, get one free. Only until seven, though. So, in other words, if you've made some bids now, you've got to use your free ones up by seven. You can't carry them over after seven. So, do, so if you make ten bids, I'll give you ten free bids. The lowest unique bid will win. 
That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So in other words, if I bid 27 pence for £5,000, and it could go like that, and Susan Spence phones up and she bids 27 pence, it cancels it out. But if I then go 26 pence and nobody else goes under 26 pence and nobody else bids it, I get it for 26 pence. It's that easy. Uh, the auction closes 6pm on Friday. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and then you send that to treble eight. Two one. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble H21. Every second bid between now and seven is free. The bid will cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Lions close at 6pm on Friday the 3rd of April. It must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. £5,000. We could do that in horse racing. We can certainly have done with it yesterday after the boat race where I lost spectacularly, but it doesn't matter because here with a smile on his face and the sports news is Alex Jensen. Thank you, good morning. And this is the story of the 155th boat race. One of the neatest uh, Oxford crews that I've seen. They come up to the finish and they take the 155th boat race. Cambridge now crossing the finishing line, but a well-beaten crew on the day. LBC's legendary commentator Barry Davis. So a fourth win in five attempts for the Dark Blues, but the Light Blues had given them a scare up to the halfway point. Speaking to LBC, here's what the coaches Sean Bowden and Chris Nilsson made of each other's efforts. We always knew Cambridge were good enough to, to really take the race to us, and particularly on Surrey. Uh, we, you know, it was sort of a bit of a mirror of last year's race. And Cambridge made a very good challenge, and it, looked, you know, it always looks a little dicey. When they did put down the power, their boat went. Um, it wasn't a pretty sight. They were probably, uh, I think, fairly rough, but they could put it together with their strength, and, and it certainly moved the boat. Jensen Buttons fully expecting his rivals to quickly make inroads into Braun GP's advantage after the newly formed team enjoyed a 1-2 in Australia for the Formula 1 opening race of the season. Not since 1954 has a team taken the top two places on their debut. McLaren's Lewis Hamilton uh, was third despite starting in 18th. England's cricketers have won the fourth one-day international against the West Indies by nine wickets to level the series at two-all with one match to play. Fabio Capello's hinted Michael Owen's England career may be over. England's fourth highest goal scorer has endured uh, a bad time with injuries of late and, uh, and Capello is not recalling him despite having an injury to striker Emil Heskey, head of the World Cup qualifier against Ukraine on Wednesday. And the racing later is at Lingfield, Newcastle and Wolverhampton. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. Actually, I must just tell you, because I've only just, only just clocked it on my screen, that uh, Barbara Windsor and Scott are in Dubai at the moment, and they've just sent me a text saying, here we are in Dubai, listening to you sounding very chirpy this morning. Got all excited listening to Susan Spence building up EastEnders this week, <laughs> only to realise we can't watch it. Oh, no. Oh. She I hope you two are well. I hope you're having a nice break. Yeah, she does look fab in her dress. She does. Yeah, she does. She does. So they can't watch it. So they're, they're, we'll they're watch it for you. I wish I was in Dubai this week, yeah, actually. Yeah, nice. Hope you're well, kids. You have a nice time over there. Give our love to the place. Uh, right, on to the horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you? Spirit of Coniston. It was a, a big week of the jump season of the Grand National on Saturday, says Alex. I assume we'll have to do a tip on Friday. Spirit of Coniston on Friday, third out of ninth for him. Lost £2. Total loss, £26.31. The sports editor, Tamarin Blue... Seventh out of seven. Uh, lost £2. Total profit £3.21. He'll be on the streets before the week's out. <laughs> Monday's pet food candidate is the 340 at Newcastle. Dancing Dick. 
Well, that's... Um, <laughs> um, don't signpost it, for God's sake, I'll be in trouble. Sure, it's got every chance. Well, uh, I do hope so. Uh, take over... Every road back to Jackie Smith, isn't it? I mean, I can't help it. <laughs> um, well, well, I'm going for the four o'clock at Lingfield takeover bit. All oh, right. Yeah, we can talk about that. That's not fine. as exciting as Dancing Dick, is it? I mean, you know, put, putting the odds on, let's face it. <laughs> so, what, what's, I've forgotten your one again now, I'm so excited. Take over bid, four Take o'clock at Lingfield. We'll have them on the website a bit later on. And I am back tomorrow morning, so oh, I'll hopefully be able to enjoy it. Is he the, away again, or is he in Just for a couple of days, just for a couple of days. Oh, dear, he's in and out of that rehab clinic, poor old Bill. It's <laughs> hopeless, poor boy. Did he do the boat race? Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he was at Wembley uh, on Saturday. Oh, that's why. Game, so, he's worn yeah, out. He certainly is. Poor so, all right, can we see you a bit later? Yes, yeah, it. Thank you very much indeed for that. Mr Jensen will be back later on with Nick Ferrari. I'm quite pleased that Barbara and Scott are still listening, and they're in Dubai. I think that's pretty cool. And you have to watch the programme, it's brilliant. You send us this yeah, video, yeah. Yeah, but they can't Abs- watch it. stuck absolutely. out there. Uh, well, uh, maybe they've set their video, their Sky's the video. Nobody uses a video anymore, do they? Sky- oh, I bet oh. the last thing they'll be doing on holiday <laughs> is watching a video. No, I mean Sky Plus when they get home, not when they're there. I'm not even sure that Barbara's got... Have you got Sky Plus, Scott? Not even sure they have it. They spend most of their time out. Mm. She'll say, of course we don't. We spend all our time in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Steve, I've just gone past Jackie Smith's house. Loads of press outside, ready with the cameras. And there's two officers down there as well. <laughs> God, blimey. It's good. Is she due to make any public appearances today? I have no idea. What are you asking me for? I have no well, idea. Because you've you got the papers in front well, of you. Well, it, it doesn't actually be. say. It, it just says that, you know, he's already made his apology. Presumably they're going to hound her today. They want to know more. They're actually saying that they, they could... They, they say she must quit. Mm. The trouble is, it was only a tenner. Are we really going to force the minister out for a tenner? <laughs> or are we, are we well, more worried about the porn aspect? I think, really, I think the porn aspect of it adds a little bit of spice to it. Um, but I, I think it could be more the question of if they put that through and forgotten, what else have they put through and forgotten? Yeah. That perhaps would be the question. And also, this is not the first time that she's been in the news for all the wrong reasons. No, no, exactly. We had before, didn't we, the, her sister's house? And... Yeah, I think, I think maybe her constituents are getting a little bit fed up with it all. I'm so, amazed how people keep some of these MPs in. You, listen, you, you see them on the television. You know, I'm surprised that Lembidopic ever got voted in. Well, the thing is, I was an idiot. The cabbie I had this morning, who brought me in, he was he was very nice, and he really wanted to talk about this Jackie Smith thing. But we we kind of did it to death, really. But he, I, I was thinking to me, you know what? You hear these stories, and it's not that it goes over the top of your head, but you just think to yourself, this is just it goes on. This is what happens. This is the way of life that they have. There's nothing we can do about it. You, you can talk about it. You can write to your MP, but what's the point of writing to your MP when the chances are that they're all doing the same thing? Yeah. So it's like you know. A couple of days' time, if not 24 hours' time, it will be, you know, yes. If she weathers the storm for the next 24 hours, I think she'll be fine. The trouble is, I remember years ago when they were all saying an MP can effectively double their wages by employing a member of the family. So we had, you know, the, that ghastly family with the two sons, who it turns out hadn't actually That's done right, anything yeah. at all. Other people were employing their wives and their husbands to work for them, which we'd all do, given the situation. If they say there's an extra 90000 a year to have a secretary and, do, I mean, they seem to be very well paid, we'd all do it, wouldn't we? Well, of course you would do it that's that's the thing if we were in that situation we would do it it's the yeah. fact that we're not and it's us who's who are paying for it that in which that, case we can be all high and mighty yeah absolutely and, we can yeah. be and so we are <laughs> uh, howard says uh i think Mansey's, the pie and mash shop is better known in bermondsey and just as famous as jade plus it's still in bermondsey as opposed to jade who's not in bermondsey oh that's terrible to say these things although well because tr- well, they, they were saying a statue should go up and i'm thinking who's going to pay for this thing and then they say a plaque. Well, Jade, the moment she became famous, was out of Bermondsey so fast. So somebody might be born there. I mean, I was born in Bromley, but I don't want any statue erected to me in Bromley, thank you very much indeed. 
A, a young lady, my mother went up and spoke to her. I mean, you just, just it beggars belief, doesn't it? That you think, so she went, Excuse me, could I have something? And she went, oh, It's a waxwork. <laughs> yeah, blimey. you're in Madame Tussauds. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and somebody told me that the planetarium's gone. Is it? Yeah, it's gone. It's, it, it's not the planetarium anymore. What is it? I don't know. It's, 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 oh. it's what? It's, it's all Madame Tussauds. This is odd, that, isn't it? I thought it was still there. No money, kind of everything, been, I suppose. I haven't been there for years. Have you not? No, absolutely not. I don't I'd think you've missed like anything. It. It's just a lot of waxworks. Yeah, I'd quite like to go. Worst but... one is Louis Two Swords up in Blackpool. Have you ever been up there? None of the people look like they're supposed... In fact, it's almost hilarious. Okay. The, the quote over it is from Neil Sean. <laughs> oh. You know, you must visit Louis... Yeah, of course. <laughs> the last time I think I went to Blackpool, I went to one of these... <laughs> Oh, I'm laughing because I was scared witless. Um, I can't remember what it was called. And you would say, it was one of these scary things where it was actors. And you went, you paid your money and you went through. And it was like a, a haunted house type thing. No, no. But, you know, the woman was lying in the bed. As, and then as you walked by, all of a sudden she came alive. And then you were in the dark and people were grabbing oh, you. Oh, I don't like, like that. that. And then you were trying to run through and you... You, you got to the end well you didn't know it was the end of it oh. you went through these double doors yeah. and you were like ah! and my friend was like pulling me by the back in the end I fell through these doors right straight into the pub yeah. which you don't know you're going to go into pretty much with my shirt over at the top of my head because she'd been like yeah. and we were all scared and I was like oh it was so embarrassing that's actually hotels in Blackpool they're all like that <laughs> they're dreadful you go in there and, ah! Pasquals it's called Pasquals. I think it's Pasquals or I don't like, like any of those things where people touch and say oh no thank you well no i have to admit but i tell you what it was it was scary but it was hilarious at really? the same time except when i walked straight into the pub with my shirt over my head yes i have to be honest i mean I'd, that in itself you know, is fairly scary somebody exactly exactly <laughs> you know somebody's pulling you about your clothes saying ah no, I don't let people pull my clothes, I'm afraid. <laughs> Not unless they're paying. Right, listen, we'll take a very quick break. 16 minutes to 7, I'm just quickly checking. Tomorrow, generally dry, mix of clouds and sunny spells. But today, not bad, the odd sunny spell. Whatever that is. This is LBC. Morning, everybody. It's 11 minutes to 7. It's uh, Monday morning. And uh, <laughs> I've just got people... Are... Sorry, I was just... <laughs> this daft thing in my mind and I'm afraid about Jackie Smith. But however, after last week that we revealed on the programme that one of the papers took the mickey out of Sue Pollard for not dressing her age, I thought somebody's going to pick up on this and they have today. The Daily Mail have done a double-page spread on some of the outrageous outfits that Sue Pollard has worn over the years. You can never, ever accuse Sue Pollard of underdressing. I've seen her standing by the side of the road in what can only be described as a technicolour shorts and stockings and everything and whistling through her fingers to get a cab i mean she's doing cabaret she's doing cabaret she's doing pantomime this year with my friend chris jarvis he sent me an email saying i'm doing panto with sue pollard so i, I texted back be careful <laughs> she's mad yeah, she's she mad she's got so much so much energy it never slows down the only time it slows down is when she's asleep i reckon I saw her once a couple of years ago in a club, and it was it was highly embarrassing. It was highly embarrassing. Yeah, it was just and I mean, yeah, everybody's out for a good time, but I mean, it was just highly. embarrassing. I went to a party once. I'll tell you this now. Um, it, uh, 
uh, somebody I knew years and years ago. I go to the party, Sue Pollard arrives. But as she's arriving, I'm having to leave because I'm going on to somewhere else. And I've been at the party since the sort of lunchtime. And so she stands in the middle of the road rips her shirt open, she start naked, and she screams at the top of her voice, Steve Allen's leaving! Well, I could have died. I just could have died. I mean, you know, the fact that she was standing there topless, admittedly, you know, unlike Barbara, there's not a great deal on Sue Pollard. You know, from a distance, it could be a boy. Uh, but it was just the fact she was topless well, that's screaming. Amu- that's amusing. That is it really was, quite amusing, Steve actually. Allen's leaving! She says, yeah. oh, no! But I think she must open her wardrobe and think, right, OK, how many colours can I put into one outfit that don't match? Yeah. Whereas most of us, like, you know, I, I, I'm a little, a little blue ensemble today. You know, it's all kind we of We all matching. do it, except my producer. I mean, she looks like she gets dressed in the dark. I mean, she puts on the oddest outfit. She does get dressed in the dark. She, <laughs> she does get dressed in the dark. Oh, right, fair enough. But some, but I actually, I consciously think, right, if I'm wearing blue jeans, then the shirt will go with it, and I'm, I put black shoes on with it, because I've got a black coat. So, yeah. Is, Sue Paula doesn't do this that. Is, I mean, thinks... I'm, I'm, I'm what, what's called conservative. Yes, you are. I, I wouldn't be considered outrageous. No. Whereas John O'Coleman... He used to wear shorts and Hawaiian shirts all the time. That's right, yeah, he did. Even that in was winter. His trademark. Yeah, yeah, that was his sort of trademark. So everybody does think, I'm just a bit conservative. I'm, I'm not going out of my way to to make a fashion statement. No, but Sue Paulo clearly does. <laughs> no, but but I a... don't think she does. I think she just dresses like that. Anyway, she doesn't do it for effect. Do you not think maybe it's attention-seeking no. behaviour? No, I think she she's always been like that. She hasn't just started developing it. Mm. <laughs> do you Quite think it's just attention-seeking? Well, I just think, <laughs> Probably you right. know, purple doesn't go with, um, no, you know, Cerise doesn't go with anything. And, I do love, purple's one of my favourite colours, actually. I'm uh, Elizabeth purple. Taylor's favourite colour. Is it? Mm. Mm. When she was over here doing um, Little Foxes, she had the de- dress, well, it's, it's a more a, a violet lavender, I think, sort of colour. I do like purple. Do you? Mm. Have you got purple clothes, then? I've not got many no, purple clothes. No, someone purple was your My colour. bedroom is purple. Is it? Well, no, purple as in... God. No, no, what, wait a minute, hold walls? on a minute. Can I just detract, retract that a second? The <laughs> walls are not purple. Oh, right. What I mean is, you know, the curtains and the duvet are all mm. kind of lilac and white and that so kind of thing. In other words, if you actually wear, wear your purple gym jams, you could be lost in there. Yeah, you just disappear. Be. I do like purple. It's a bit like being in a giant fruit pastel. I'd like this... I'd like... <laughs> There's no purple in a fruit pastel. Oh, well, yeah, this it was black. So it is. black. Yeah, well, like a red. Yeah, well, it's all like a red, I'd yeah. like a, I'd like this jumper, this cashmere jumper in a, in a lilac. If you see one on your travels. Because I'm likely to be thinking, I'll look out for that in lilac. Well, <laughs> I'd like to think that I'm on your mind lots of the time, <laughs> Steve Allen. Well, you are, but probably for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier on that teachers are now complaining about uh, children using bad language at school. The trouble is they're hearing it everywhere. Everywhere you go, there is bad language. It doesn't matter whether you hear it on television, people make jokes about it, you sit on the bus, the school bus, you get bad language. Everywhere, in supermarkets, bad language. I was at, where was I the other day? Martin Spencer's buying something. And one of the managers brushed past me in Richmond and went, excuse me, mate. Excuse me, mate! I, I felt like saying, excuse me, are you a manager here? Is this how you speak to customers? Excuse me, mate. Well, at least it's better than saying, excuse yeah, better, me, something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got let off lightly there. <laughs> I just think, mate... It's well, just, it's like, oh, just I don't, I, I don't, the whole swearing thing, I mean, sometimes, you know, you know, you have sometimes to swear. It's fine if you're in your own house and something happens and you really swear and it helps you. I'm a terrible I'm not, swearer. I'm not one for, I don't think it's nice to swear in public. You know, I well, I mean, not nice. in public, I, I do swear a lot. I'm terrible. Yes, I heard you off here. Oh, I'm terrible. I mean, really, I mean, sometimes I have to thought, hmm, I can't help it because I think it's quite funny when I do it. 
But isn't it amazing, though, that when you're on the radio and you manage not to say it? Yes. Somebody but that, said but that to a, me the other day. That's actually an inbuilt thing. Somebody said to me, uh, as I said to you, how do you manage to speak on the radio and you can get quite wound up about it and you don't swear? Yeah. I said, I don't know. It's a little, yeah, there's it's a little switch. There's something in... The, the only thing I've ever done, really, when I've been d- doing radio over the years is that the odd... I think once I've said the wrong station. Oh, right. Once. Well, I've never done that. Oh. You've been here for however many years. Well, that is true, but they do come in and dust me <laughs> most weeks. But oh yeah, but I've, I've but never sworn. But you wouldn't sworn... ever. Somebody, in fact, a friend of mine said that the other day. He said, "You don't think there's any danger that you could swear on the radio?" No. And I said, "Well, no. if you did, there's a little button I can push." Although for the life of me, I can't remember which, which button it is in here now. By the time you fumbled, the time I found it, it got out. Too, no, I found it actually. It'll be too <laughs> Both late. <been> fired. <laughs> I'll be going, quick, push that quick, little push button. That button. It used to be very famous years ago for for people who came on and yeah. and swore. Of course, the, the famous uh, Adrian Love profanity when he had um, John Cooper Clark, the poet, on. Oh, and Adrian yes. had, had a few few drinks on the programme. In fact, had, he'd had quite a few drinks because Adrian had a, a slight problem with the alcohol. But uh, a very sociable sort of person, very. And, uh, and John Cooper Clark was in and Adrian said, oh, I, I spoke to you last week um, at BFBS. And John went, yeah, he said, oh, do you want to do one of your, your poems? And he went, yeah, which one? And Adrian went, um, and John Cooper Clark said, do you want the chicken? And Adrian, without thinking, went, yeah. And so John Cooper Clark said, are you sure? And Adrian went, yeah, yeah, do do the chicken. Every word was the F word in it. The oh, effing dear. chicken crossed the effing road to get... <laughs> well, the producer, <laughs> by this time, is, is, is falling off the chair. They can't push the button quick enough. But unfortunately, in those days, it was a tape loop. So it took it out, but then John Cooper Clark carries on with this effing poem and so every time it goes lbc where news comes first effing chicken cross <laughs> and so it went on until the end they they decided to fade down the microphones and and, and adrian said well, i think we've had quite enough of that and john said well you did ask yeah exactly <laughs> which seemed fair Lovely enough at the the time. It, was, it was it was funny beyond belief mm. we laugh now at the time oh crikey yeah. terrible so very quickly uh, what are we watching apart from uh, Peggy well, a, this week. A, a, apart from Archie and Peggy's Ooh. wedding and Danielle and Ronnie's situation is all I'm going to say about that it. That would have been done six weeks ago, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, it then? would have been right. done a while ago. Yeah, it's a distant memory But you're not going to see it, Bar. Uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday and Emmerdale is another wedding, actually, as uh, Carl and Lexi. Will they tie the knot? Because he says to Chaz, actually, I still love you. If you want to go with me, then that's fine. I'll ditch Le- Lexi at the altar. So will that happen? And there's a fire on Coronation Street tonight with involving Peter Barlow and his little lad, uh, Simon, as well. So um, oh. that little lad, Simon, is just such a wonderful little actor. He steals every scene that he's in. And yeah, uh, Kids do, don't they? Well, I know we spoke about him with Chesney. In fact, Chesney's got a storyline this week because he doesn't get much Chesney anymore. Uh, yeah. He's being bullied. Um, but this little lad, Simon, oh, there's just a, an extra cute factor about him. He's kind of got the que- the Quirin, uh, the Ray Quinn factor. Will remember well, Ray really? Quinn was in was in Brookside. He was the cutest little boy in Brookside. Yeah. As an adult, he's irritating beyond belief. Well, I, mean, I, I, I'm a Ray Quinn fan. I do like. Yeah, Ray Quinn. I, I, I like him, but the trouble is, he's a bit too smug. Yeah, but I just yeah. remember him in Brookside, and I just think, oh, I'm so pleased. Oh, in Brookside, well. he was fantastic. But now, as an adult, yeah. you just want to throttle him. You know. Do you remember when he won that award, and the t- I think it was the Soap Awards or something like that, and he went up and, and gave his acceptance speech, and he was just, oh, Did he God. cry? 
No, I didn't. He just didn't. He kept on saying oh, it was balls or something like that, whatever Liverpudly <laughs> thing it was. But he was everybody loved him, and he was very cute, and he acted his socks off. Some certainly in did. That, yeah. Well, talking of lovely and cute, I'm back with you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if only. I'm sorry for such a cheesy ending to the program, Susan. Thank you. You're welcome. Susan, back with us very shortly on LBC ninety seven point three. Don't forget, you've only got about a minute and a half to get your free bids in on the How Low five thousand pounds finishes on Friday. It's a great one. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Do go and pop for goodness sake podcast. It makes my day and and makes everybody else. Very, very happy as well. So go and podcast. Have a nice day. Nick's with you after the news, which is next on 97.3. Someone once said...